This is Preach Freedom by Alex Mole. Let's get talking. I'm writing my dissertation on holistic ministry as it relates to social justice. I yesterday I was looking at the ice bucket challenge. Yes, sir. Uh, the ALS. And one of the things they raised 115 million through the ice bucket challenge. I mean, they got work. Within eight weeks. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. They used the metaphor. You understand? They used the metaphor and raised 150 million and it became viral. Yeah. Now we had the Don't Rush Challenge. You see it everywhere. The what? Don't Rush Challenge, where people are, oh, um, are not dressed. Then all of a sudden, oh. they have a music, yeah, yeah, the, switch. The, the switch, and they change their clothes and look all nice and all that. Right. Like so. They are creating viral situations. I just, in the age of the social media, we are speaking up, but it's our voice being heard. Let me tell you this way. I saw the ice bucket challenge. I don't know what it was that about. I saw it in Costa Rica, people doing it. Yeah, a lot of- But you saw it. You saw it. That's that's the key. It's making a change in me. It's making a change in me. No, because I didn't know what was that. I was just, why they're throwing water over ice? I just thought it was just a joke. I didn't know what was the, behind that. Yes, so, but the fact that we as the church, we are speaking up now, but who is hearing us? You know, it's one thing for you to speak. It's another thing for people to hear. I believe we need to put certain things in place. Maybe you guys can just add to the conversation. Okay, what do we do beyond speaking? Because one thing to speak is another thing to be heard. It's one thing to speak is another thing for laws to be passed. It's one thing to speak is another thing for laws to be passed and action taken on those laws because there are so many laws against racism that are not being enforced. Yeah. So, what what do you think the church can do beyond speaking? Um, okay, so even the fact that someone. Uh, an entire section of society can speak for how many decades, centuries, whatever, and still feel that their voice is not heard. It is, again, a dehumanization issue. The fact that people feel the need to share um, traumatic videos, whether it be uh, someone being raped or murdered or whatever, in order for someone to actually believe their voice is wrong. Mm. We should not have to, we should value another human being enough because they are created in God's image. As the church, I'm speaking. Like we should value them enough that what the moment they speak, we value their voice. Although people doubt the authenticity of certain events these days. Because, because they don't know the people. Because they, they don't know the people. They don't know the people, but they don't... We are so numb to life. So it, we're, we're so busy either doing our own thing, watching movies, watching TV, doing what... You know what I mean? Like, we're so busy numbing our mind to true existence, to, uh, to really digging into Reality. God's... Like, the fact that... The, if, if you read the book of Acts, the stuff that happened in the book of Acts is more than possible to make happen today. You asked earlier, like, can we, can we as a society come to a point where, you know, we could see 
things improve. Yeah. Where I, I think we could in pockets if you have a group of believers who would actually um, seek God in the same way that the book of the, the church and the church book of did, Acts yeah. did. Yeah, but I, mean? I think the idea of finding out um, or believing or knowing where injustice is taking place has to be a conscious effort. Absolutely. And we cannot say oh it's not happening in our community therefore it doesn't exist how many of us were around when the uh, rwanda genocide happened we heard about it did 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 it hit home for you as much as this black lives matter hits home but yet millions of people died they were Mm -hmm. slaughtered and killed by another tribe Mm -hmm. tutsi hutus i know a friend of mine that was you know from rwanda and his parents witnessed this life these were people killing another you know, tribe just because of them. Same thing with Hitler killing the Jews. Some people were silent about it. Some nations were silent about it. So I'm by saying sharing videos of these things is not necessary because as a church, we should be sensitive in the first place. I'm looking at it from the angle of the reason why it could be necessary is without these videos, people may not even believe these things are happening. Someone said, Racism right. has always been happening. It's not getting worse. It has only been videoed. Uh, no, I agree. I'm saying I'm not saying that it's not. Ne- I think there are instances when it's necessary. My point is more that the fact that it is that people feel the need that it's necessary in order to share demonstrates that we are still operating in a dehumanized For, yeah. uh, a state because y- you're not valuing. And in, like an entire portion of society who's saying this is happening. I mean, I've spoken to friends even since all of this has happened, and they're saying, "Well, I mean, we don't really treat." And I'm like, "No, like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've yeah. had friends had a gun put to their head yeah. by police officers yeah. multiple well, well, times." When like, Colin Kaepernick um, knelt down on the field, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. said, "Why is it campaigning against racism because it doesn't exist?" And he was criticized and he was fired from his job. Which is crazy. Now, they, are, they have not apologized to him for that. Yeah. You know, and people are now saying, you know what, when it was a peaceful protest, they should have actually listened mm-hmm. than when it came violent. You want to say something, right? Right. So um, I do want to kind of touch on, because kind of how you said, now that we are in the social media age and uh, people are, you know, getting a chance to see these things at a very rapid rate, having the accessibility to it, not having to, pro- to go into TV programs to I feel like, and obviously, I can't say for everybody, I would say this, I would feel like is, we, we see conflict throughout history. We see conflict throughout the world. Sometimes it repeats itself. And I feel like a lot of this stuff uh, isn't anything that's new. And like people, churches rising up, speaking against it, protesting, stopping rights. Like this, is, this is a new concept to, to America even. Just It's all over the place. And my thing is, Keeping that in mind, yes, this might be a lot more newer to a newer generation who has that accessibility to see these things, not growing up in these environments and now seeing it something that they may not have been put in front of. But I feel like uh, us being conscious of that, that there's a lot of things uh, that, that have been that, that have been done. Care, people uh, caring for each other, people helping protests of different races, of different uh, classes, etc., just for support of something. And, I feel like keeping that in mind, the fact that we're still here and, 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 and doing the same amount of, depending on how you want to rate it, the 
effectiveness or lack thereof of what you're doing, we have been doing this. And I feel like because of that, uh, maybe, and, and obviously, you know, us doing and repeating the same process, some people do feel that it's like, Martin did this, so-and-so did this. If you go far back enough in history, you know, you can tie it to different parts in history and events, um, some more horrific than others. And you can say they've done work, they've done these things. And, and a lot of people will, will feel like they are hopeless or they're outraged because we keep doing the same thing and nothing's changing. And I feel like uh, that's something that even the church and, and even and not even putting the church as a, you know, a, 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 an idea, just the fact that uh, us being the ch- us as the church, the church unto yeah. Christ, uh-huh. you know, th- we he called us the church. Uh-huh. Um, that that change obviously will take some shape or form. But the thing is, I feel like a lot of people have don't are not uh, their minds are not on or or focused in the areas where they feel like those things need attention to. Uh-huh. So the church should we be? I call it using Amber's words, foreigners in the area of publicizing disinformation. We should be talk about all this and for me what something that the church could do it's open a space like this. Not just a message from a pastor which I listen but okay um, maybe I can say oh it's he's saying it because he have to something like that, right? <laughs> Instead of having a conversation where I see you not as a pastor but as a human being that you tell me your experience not from a pulpit from eye to eye and say hey this is happening to me and I can tell you hey this has happened to me too so now you don't see me just as, as an Hispanic and I don't see you just as a black man I see you as a human being now we share experience we have here different nationalities but we see each other eye to eye and we address the, the things now this conversation we just have two but we grow a lot from the last conversation yeah i like i like the idea that you pointed out that preaching is not enough it has to be interaction because it has to be epic someone puts it epic as an acronym for experiential participatory um, image reach and connectedness Mm -hmm. so it has to be epic for it to be sticky it has to be epic for it to be memorable it has to be epic, you know, more or less. Delaney, you have anything to add to the conversation? No, yeah, I just, I think it's true that we can't just talk about it, like, on Sundays and then that be it. I think it's more of a conversation because I know a lot of people um, who are going through this and that are black, they're saying that your silence is more, it speaks more volumes than you um, talking about it because it means that either you agree with it or you don't. And it does feel like that, that sometimes do, churches do talk about it because they just are trying to save face or they're just trying to save themselves. And you don't know that. And so, like, I think there was one church that is like here in Florida somewhere um, that the way that they worded it was just terrible. It was very insensitive and um, and all that. And churches, you know, people, black people were speaking up and like, you totally missed the mark about it. But instead of, of lashing out in rage or instead of lashing out in um, trying to defend themselves, it was more of the listening aspect and now having conversations with other people who have experienced it. Because, like you said, I think we talked about last week or one time, is that we've all experienced it, but we'll never experience it to the extent that black people will experience it. Yeah. Yeah. And African Americans, as it were. Yeah. You know, so, final question What should your personal response be in the issue of injustice? How can you respond personally to it? Now, not, not a corporate setting as a church, but now as a person. 
Anyone can jump in. I think we have to be unashamed. I think we have to stand up and not care about what people say or what people think. At the end of the day, as Christians, as an individual believer in Christ who knows that I am a daughter of Christ, I believe that whatever man says to me, um, I have no right to be offended, first of all. And so in the case that, you know, I, I missed the mark or a, a black person has to correct me, I have no right to be offended because the reality is I don't know. And so educating ourselves is for one, educating myself because I just told you like earlier about the, the Spanish mm-hmm. thing. The whitening. Like, the, the whitening process. Like, so not to that. engage in whitening. Yeah, <laughs> to think about that. Like that's, and that's a real thing. And like it's when so my crazy. family or if a Spanish family says that, like speaking up and saying like, hey, this is wrong. This is terrible like to say what you're saying and then second like if people are saying well um all of a sudden you care um about black people no i've always cared but i just didn't think people were that disgusting to uh feel otherwise towards people so speaking up and being unashamed about it and then thirdly um standing with uh black people in all regards whether it be african americans or whether it be uh, uh caribbeans and haitians and whatever I, I personally believe that we as a church, as an individual myself, no matter what, whether you're my friend, whether you're a co-worker, whether you're somebody I don't know within like five minutes from now, like if you're black and you're being mistreated, I have every right to stand with you and fight for you because I know just like the Bible says that Jesus would leave the 99 just for that one. And if you're that one, then we're, I'm going to stand with you and fight with you and fight for you because at the end of the day, we're supposed to be the forerunners, like you said, to show Christ's love um, all throughout the nations and through every person. And so not one person is excluded from that. Um, for me, it's if, if you read the Bible, um, you see that Jesus was always in the middle of, of, of the issues. He was never like, no, I'm, I'm not going to talk about this. Oh, I'm not going to get involved. I don't want to get involved <laughs> in this because people could get offended or people would... He always speak up. He was always, um, if somebody was doing something wrong, he will point it. And I think we as Christians, or me as a Christian, I need to get up my comfort zone. Not just when I'm doing something wrong or somebody's doing something wrong to me, but when somebody's doing something wrong at all. To someone else. Yeah. Exactly. If somebody, like I told last time, somebody's fighting, I have to step up and say, hey, guys, stop. Don't do it. Because that's wrong. Mm-hmm. If I see some racism mm-hmm. going on, even if it's not to me, I have to say, hey, that's wrong. It's just not, I'm going to videotape it. I have to get out of my comfort zone and say, hey, guys, what are you doing? It's wrong. Even if it's, it's a church, it's a boss, it's whoever. But we as Christians need to get out of this comfort zone, like holiness that I cannot get involved and not get into discussions. No, we have to. Because if we see Jesus and we want to be like Jesus, he was in the middle of that. He never let anybody treat wrong, uh, was treated wrong, disrespectfully. Even if they deserve it, so mm-hmm. to speak, yeah. he always step up. Mm-hmm. And we, as Christians, we're not stepping up for, for others. Thank you so much for your words and thoughts. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe.